0: Have you ever felt a chill run down your spine, not from the cold, but from a story so unsettling, it haunts your very thoughts? Our story is about a seemingly ordinary family in Madrid, Spain, with a secret that's about to turn their world upside down. What if I told you that a simple game could open doors better, left closed? That's exactly what happened to Estefania Gutierrez-Lazaro and her friends, in a tale that blurs the lines between our world and the next. They tried to reach a lost friend through a Ouija board, only to encounter something, or someone, they never expected. How far would they go for one last conversation? Amidst the laughter and love of a bustling family home, a dark curse lingers, waiting for the right moment to strike. That's the reality that the Gutierrez-Lazaro family faces, and their journey invites us to explore our own beliefs about the supernatural. Available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Your next episode sounds chilling.
1: Not familiar with the haunting, but eager to hear what you've uncovered. Always up for a good mystery. Next message. Caught wind of your podcast through a friend. Not big on supernatural stuff, but I checked out your last one and liked it. Ready to be spooked and learn something new. Let's see what this is all about. Next message. Just found your channel on YouTube with that David story. Not sure what you have planned for the Estefania story, but I'm here for it. Keep up the great work. Welcome back to another episode of Retraced Echoes. As always, I'm your host. My name is Bert, and usually, here at Retraced Echoes, we have stories that shock and scare from all around the United States. I've even been known to venture up into Canada. Today, I need you all to grab your suitcase and your passport as we venture to the bustling streets of Madrid, Spain. Now, this story starts at an apartment found at Portal number no. 8, Louise Marine Street. There lived a young girl, Estefania Gutierrez Lazaro. She lived with her parents, Conception and Maximo, as well as six other school aged siblings. Now, all the children, they shared a very special bond, and Estefania, she was the oldest and often took care of the younger children, only because the mother, She had some other priorities that we're gonna cover here real soon. Now, even though Estefania was somewhat of a maternal figure, her siblings adored her because she was viewed as being fun, a loving sister that felt more like a friend than a sibling. Now, the apartment that they shared was always filled with laughter, homework, the everyday chaos of a large family. Most things were an absolute joy, but there was a dark situation that plagued the family. Also living there was a grandfather who unfortunately suffered from dementia. His illness created the occasional hostile and cruel individual, which was significantly different than the grandfather that they all once knew. His presence in the apartment brought an undercurrent of tension, his unpredictable outbursts leaving a chill in the air that not even the closest of families could ignore. Now, despite the love that bound them, Estefania's family struggled with the pain of watching a loved one who fades away to such an unrelenting disease. Estefania ever the pillar of strength, tried to shield her siblings from the harsh realities of the grandfather's decline. She filled their days with games and stories and promises of adventure, creating a bubble of innocence to keep the darkness at bay. Yet, the stress of the situation weighed heavily on her young shoulders, a constant reminder of how fragile happiness can be. Now, despite the grandfather's often harsh behavior, his moments of warmth and affection remain etched in the memories of all the grandchildren. They chose to remember the man he was before the illness, holding on to the belief that his cruel words were not really his, but instead whispered by the confusion of shadows that clouded his mind. As 1990 came into view, a sad atmosphere surrounded the family. Gathering around their grandfather's bed, they prepared to say their final goodbyes, a farewell stained with a complex range of emotions. Now for conception, the years of tireless caregiving had taken their toll. The relief of his impending departure mixed with the sorrow of loss. Now, the burden she carried was about to be lifted, yet the cost of this release was found in deep grief. Now, in those last moments, as though breaking through the fog one last time, the grandfather called to Estefania to come to his side. Now, with a clarity that contradicted his condition, he whispered a chilling vow into her ear If I cannot harm you in this life, I assure you, I will do it in the next one." These words, a sinister promise from a fading mind, were his last, leaving a haunting echo in their wake. Now following his death, the family sought to reclaim their lives, attempting to patch the void left behind. But the grandfather's ominous words lingered, casting a shadow over their attempts to move forward. What was meant to be returned to life soon became the backdrop of unsettling changes. The air in the home, once filled with the laughter and chatter of a bustling family, became too thick with unspoken tension. Estefania, once the example of strength and cheer, found herself enveloped in a visible shroud of apprehension. The family, they too sensed a shift, an invisible alteration to the fabric of their daily existence, as if the grandfather's parting words had awoken something unseen, something that had rested dormant until now. Unaware of what laid ahead, They continued their lives each day marked by an increased sense of foreboding. The grandfather's curse, dismissed by some as just the ramblings of a diseased mind, but it began to cast a long dark shadow over the family, setting the stage for events that would unravel the very essence of their reality. Now at 16, curiosity as well as the thrill of the forbidden, drew Estefania and her friends towards the occult. A friend had told Estefania that she had brought a Ouija board to school, The allure of the unknown was just too tempting for Estefania to resist, especially since they all conjured up a plan to contact a friend who tragically died in a motorcycle accident. The friend's girlfriend, consumed by grief and desperation, wanted closure, or perhaps to say one final goodbye through the Ouija board. Now their secret gathering was orchestrated with the precision of a covert operation. They all knew of a teacher's absence, and that provided the perfect cover for Estefania and her friends who found refuge in the seclusion of the school's lesser-known corners, an empty classroom near the library. Now Maria, Estefania's sister, she stood watch at the door, an eye out for the unwelcome intruders, while their other sister, she might have lent a hand in the making of a makeshift planchette, a simple glass that would slide across the board. Juan, along with his friend Antonio, claimed to also be a part of the circle, bringing with them the seasoned knowledge of the Ouija board. Now Maria, Estefania's sister, she stood watch at the door, an eye out for an unwelcome intruder. Juan, along with his friend Antonio, they claimed to be a part of the circle, bringing with them the seasoned knowledge of the Ouija board that others had lacked. He saw that Estefania had some apprehension, and he suggested that she directly engage by asking some questions, perhaps as a mean to ease her nerves or deepen her connection to the spirit world. As the session unfolded, The glass, driven by unseen forces, danced across the board, spelling out answers that chilled them to the bone. It wasn't their deceased friend who responded, but a chilling spirit that called itself Veronica. The answers that came from the board, they felt malevolent, and that unsettled the group. Estefania's unease, it grew, her heart racing as the atmosphere thickened with ominous energy. Compelled by Juan's encouragement, Estefania hesitantly poses a question to the board to be met with a response that turned her blood cold the spirit identified itself as a recently deceased grandfather the very man who left the world with a vow of vengeance the air around them seemed to grow even heavier charged with the unspeakable dread as the reality of her grandfather's threat loomed over all of them a shadow from beyond the grave reaching out from the veil now this encounter marked a turning point A moment where curiosity crossed into the realm from which it could never be returned. The innocence of their youthful exploration of the occult was shattered. Replaced by the creeping realization that they may have unlocked a door to a world that was better left unexplored. For Estefania, the connection to her grandfather's ominous final words became a haunting threat. A prelude to a series of events that would unravel the fabric of her reality and challenge the bounds of her understanding. Now, as the tension within the secluded room reached its peak, Maria, stationed outside his lookout, felt the urgent need to check on her siblings and her friends. Her attempt to open the door were met with unexpected resistance, as if an unseen force was at play. The door wouldn't budge. It was stuck closed. Now, with that, panic stepped in, and it prompted her to seek the assistance of Dolores Molina, a teacher who, with combined effort, managed to force the door open, revealing a scene of chaos within. The moment the door swung open, the concealed nature of their gathering was exposed. The Ouija board laying in the center of their circle was undeniable evidence of their forbidden activity. It was at this precise moment that the glass that they had been using as a planchette shattered on the floor, releasing a mysterious smoke that defied logic. Witnesses could only watch in horror as the smoke seemed to possess a will of its own, targeting Estefania and entering her body through her nose and mouth in a scene straight out of a nightmare. Simultaneously, an unexplained phenomena occurred. The window blinds, they started fluttering wildly without any visible cause. Juan, who had been near Estefania, later discovered a mark on his chest, a physical manifestation of an unseen assault, as if marked by an entity on the other side. In the aftermath, as the group separated in the haze of fear and confusion, Maria experienced her own encounter with the unknown. A sudden chill surrounded her on the school stairs, accompanied by an invisible force that momentarily lifted her off the ground. An experience that left her unnervingly calm in the stark contrast of Estefania's visible distress. The incident left a mark on everyone involved, but perhaps the most telling reaction was that of Dolores the teacher who had witnessed something beyond her comprehension. She chose to sever her ties with the school immediately, a decision that spoke volumes about the depth of the terror experienced that day. Now what happened after that Ouija board incident casted a long shadow over Estefania's life. It turned her from a vibrant, life-loving girl into the shadow of her former self. Gone was the cheerful demeanor that had once defined her replaced by the withdrawn silence that spoke volumes of the turmoil within. Her friends and family noticed the change, a stark contrast to the person she once was. Estefania, who had always been surrounded by friends and family, was never short of companionship. She now seemed to have been hollowed out by an unseen force. Her once infectious positivity was drained away. Sleep, which she once found easy to come by, became the battleground where she fought against insomnia, and on the rare occasions that she did find rest, she would battle against vivid nightmares that plagued her. These were not ordinary dreams. They were vivid, terrifying encounters with shadowy entities that seemed to call out to her, ensnaring her in a relentless grip of fear. Now, her family had noticed a huge change in her demeanor. Estefania had become irritable and hypersensitive to much around the apartment. What began as a nightmare's vision soon broke the boundaries of sleep, spilling over into her waking life. Now she was plagued with hallucinations of faceless human forms, all dressed in long garments, and they became a hauntingly regular occurrence. These ghostly figures weren't confined to just the darkness. They appeared in broad daylight, lurking in the corners, whispering from the depths of the hallways, calling for her to follow them into an abyss to which there seemed to be no escape. The line between reality and nightmare blurred, leaving Estefania and those who loved her grappling with a situation that defied explanation. The vibrant life she once knew had become forever altered by the encounter with the unknown. Estefania's condition deteriorated further, plunging her into a realm of experiences that defied all understanding. The onset of catatonic episodes introduced a new layer of horror to an already troubled existence. She had become trapped in a trance, unresponsive to the world around her, lost in a foggy, dreamlike state that seemed as real to her as her own waking world. Her laughter emerged from the silence without warning or reason. Now this was extremely unsettling to everyone that heard it, and during these trances, Estefania described walking down an endlessly fogged, shrouded corridor, haunted by the voices of shadowy figures that seemed to know her, calling her of the chilling familiarity. These figures, tall and gaunt, appeared not as protectors, but as harbingers of something more sinister, their invitation a whisper of dread. The episodes took a darker turn as Estefania began to utter guttural sounds speak in tongues, her voice unrecognizable to her family. The visions that plagued her sleep now invaded her waking hours, with apparitions of the Virgin Mary appearing before. A strange blend of the sacred and the profoundly disturbed. Now her behavior became increasingly volatile. Anger and aggression boiled over, leading to outbreaks of howling and animalistic growling. The family home, is now a place of fear as Estefania lashed out in violence against her siblings. Her actions was as unpredictable as they was frightening. Now, the transition from catatonic states to convulsive seizures marked a very terrifying escalation in her symptoms. These seizures mirrored the epileptic episodes which haunted her mother, Conception, in the past. Yet, they were accompanied by auditory and visual hallucinations that set them apart from any known medical condition. Estefania's body would stiffen, her eyes would roll back and she would be overtaken by violent fits, leaving her family feeling helpless and terrified. In desperation, Estefania's parents sought medical intervention, hoping that somewhere someone could provide answers. She was examined by specialists at four different medical centers, but the mystery of her condition remained unsolved. The symptoms that she was exhibiting Ranging from catatonic states and violent outbursts to seizures accompanied by hallucinations defied conventional diagnoses, Estefania's suffering, both physical and psychological, became a testament to the mysterious nature of her affliction. What had become as a flirtation with the occult had spiraled into a nightmare of unexplained phenomena, casting Estefania into a twilight realm of existence where the boundaries between reality and supernatural blurred beyond recognition for six very long months. Estefania's life became a relentless cycle of medical consultations. Each visit, a flicker of hope that would be dimmed as quickly as it had appeared. Their parents, determined yet disheartened, watched as their daughter was subjected to exhaustive arrays of tests and scans, searching for an elusive diagnosis that might explain the unexplainable. The medical community, despite their best efforts, found themselves at a loss confronting a condition that seemed to straddle the divide between the physical ailments and psychological disturbance. In a bid to find some relief for Estefania, one doctor turned to Tegretol, a medication known to be very effective against epilepsy, nerve pain, and bipolar disorder, amongst other conditions. The prescription accompanied by a cocktail of other medications was a shot in the dark, an attempt to cast a wide net amid the clinical discussions and the diagnostic tests whispered of a different kind of diagnosis that began to surface. Some experts venture into the territory that science typically shies away from, suggesting that Estefania might be suffering from a psychotic breakdown, a mind fractured by both internal and the unseen. Others, perhaps influenced by the circumstances leading up to the onset of her symptoms, you know, the Ouija board session that went off center, speculated about the possibilities of possession the notion that Estefania's deceased grandfather his parting words a curse from beyond the grave might be haunting her in literal sense, becoming a topic of hushed conversations. Now, this disagreement and opinion between the clinical and the supernatural left Estefania's family in a state of limbo. The medical community's inability to provide a clear path of recovery, coupled with the suggestion of otherworldly interference, created a cloud of uncertainty that hung over all of them. Estefania's dilemma once confined to the realm of medical anomaly, was now expanded to a narrative that questioned the very nature of reality, blurring the line between the physical and the world that lies just beyond. As Estefania's personal nightmare deepened, a chilling transformation began to take root within the walls of the family's apartment. The phenomena that had tormented Estefania now extended its reach, trapping her family in a web of mysterious occurrences, the once familiar comforting space they called home warped into the domain of the unseen dread where the laws of physics and the boundaries of reality were blazingly defied. Objects animated with a life of their own shifting positions, no visible influence. Appliance flickering to life just as quickly would turn off without any human intervention while doors not only slammed shut but locked themselves, sealing rooms with invisible authority. The terror was random, but... It was targeting the younger children with a violent intensity. They were manhandled by forces unseen, dragged and thrust against walls in a display of malevolent strength. Even the youngest, Jose, was not spared, his crib becoming a stage for unseen tormentors' display of powers that would just shake it, violently. Amid these scary occurrences, a scene of profound horror unfolded within the room of Estefania, which she shared with Maria. One night, Maria awoke to the sight of Estefania suspended in air above her bed, a spectacle that defied explanation and left her paralyzed with fear. This incident, it marked a sinister escalation in the supernatural activity that gripped their home. The shadows that haunted Estefania's waking moments now roamed freely through the apartment. Their presence, they were accompanied by the constant knocking that became the soundtrack of their lives. Darkness seemed to empower these manifestations, with certain areas of the apartment, especially the bathroom across from Estefania's room, becoming a hotbed of paranormal activity. One day, a routine task turned into an ordeal of terror for Estefania, as well as her mother. It was not unusual for Estefania to go in and iron the clothes, but this day, she was confronted by a shadow and unexplained behavior of an iron that turned itself on, yet remained cold to the touch. Estefania screamed for help. She was confused. The shadow alone scared her. As her mother ran into the room, the door slammed and locked itself. They were trapped. They were screaming for help. Now Maximo, he heard the commotion and he ran to the door. He pulled on the handle. It was not budging. He prepared himself to bust directly through the door. He's going to bust it down. As he rushed towards it to break it down, it opened just as mysteriously as it had closed. There in the corner laid Estefania and her mother holding each other, too scared to move. Now the family's dilemma was not theirs alone to bear. Visitors to their home became witness of malevolence that had taken root. Friends and neighbors experienced physical manifestations of their haunting. From objects hurled from unseen forces to unsettling encounters with the shadowy figures that now seemed to claim the apartment as their own. The once secure and loving home of the family had become a medium of a tear that defied understanding. A living nightmare validated by the experience of those who stepped into their world. As Stefania's descent to the abyss of unexplained phenomena and erratic behavior reached new depths. Manifesting in both her actions as well as chilling premonitions that she voiced. Her conversations, they took a very morbid tone. Filled with the eerie specifications of her own death and the arrangements that she desired for her funeral, now these statements they made a conviction of unsettling those around her, suggesting she felt her end was near. Adding a layer to the foretelling for this already anxious situation, her warning of returning from the dead to haunt her family if her wishes were not honored underscored the severity of her mental and emotional turmoil. As Estefania's health spiraled, so too did the frequency and the intensity of the paranormal disturbances within the household. The situation escalated to a point where law enforcement intervention became necessary. A rare and telling development. The incident involved Estefania's boyfriend, Demetrio, marked a very dramatic turn. Now what had began as another attempt to connect with the beyond through the Ouija board, ended in a violent physical altercation that demanded the police involvement. Demetrio suddenly began convulsing And he became extremely aggressive, described as possessing superhuman strength, and presented a scene straight from a horror narrative, challenging the officer's ability to maintain control and safety. The intervention of a neighbor, a priest, who deemed Demetrio possessed by the way, added a spiritual dimension to the unfolding drama, suggesting that the forces at play were not merely psychological or medical, indeed they were supernatural. The intervention of a neighbor and a priest who deemed Demetrio possessed added a spiritual dimension to the unfolding drama, suggesting that the forces at play were not merely psychological or medical in nature, but perhaps supernatural. In an attempt to free Estefania from whatever grip this this entity had, Demetrio, he admitted to offering himself to the spirit contacted via the Ouija board. Now that was followed by him blacking out in an awakening with no memory of the violent episode, which deepens the mystery of what truly occurred that day. Now this series of events, that underscored the profound impact of Estefania's condition and the associated paranormal activity of her family. The tragic unraveling of Estefania's life reached its peak in the summer of 1991, marking the end of a stressful journey that had begun with just mere curiosity that spiraled into an ordeal of unimaginable proportions. At just 18 years old, Estefania had endured a year-long of unexplained medical as well as paranormal phenomena, each episode more severe and more mystifying than the last. Her declaration that morning, the somber acceptance of her fate, foreshadows the events to come, casting a cloud over her family already burdened by fear and uncertainty. She had her final seizure witnessed by her mother in a moment of heartbreaking intimacy, A pugnant reminder of Estefania's battle, the efforts to save her, frantic and filled with desperation, were in vain. She succumbed to pulmonary asphyxia, a direct consequence to the convulsive episode. Yet, the mystery of her death deepened with the autopsy findings. The absence of a definitive cause, aside from the immediate circumstances leading to her asphyxia, left more questions than answers, granting her death not just as tragic as it was mysterious. The parallels between Estefania's deteriorating condition and her boyfriend's similar experiences post Ouija board suggest a connection that transcends mere coincidence, hinting at a deeper, perhaps supernatural, influence at work. The inability for medical professionals to provide explanations for either case only amplifies the mystery and the speculation surrounding the true nature of the forces that besieged Estefania. In the wake of her death... The family was left to grapple with the loss of Estefania. Bright life extinguished too soon, her potential unfulfilled. The shadow of her final words, premonition, and the unresolved nature of her demise lingered as a haunting reminder of the ordeal they faced. The family's time to mourn was abruptly interrupted by the increase in strange occurrences within their home. Phenomena that Estefania herself had endured were now targeting the entire family. In the haunting echo of the past, activities once centered around Estefania began to manifest with alarming intensity and frequency affecting everyone in the household. One of the phenomena that was occurring was a mysterious knocking within the apartment, occurring precisely at the hour that Estefania had died. Now this event struck Estefania's mother as a disturbing sign, perhaps a manifestation of Estefania's earlier warning about the haunting from beyond the grave. The family was plagued by more than just the knocking noises. They reported hearing what sounded like Estefania's own screams coming from the walls of their home, a terrifying reminder of her presence. Now, these auditory hallucinations, along with other unexplained occurrences such as objects moving, lights flickering, cold spots, suggested an otherworldly interference. Now, to find rational explanation for these events, Maximo installed motion sensors throughout the entire apartment. Yet, these devices meant to detect the physical intruders, they only added to the mystery. They would activate without any visible cause, implying the presence of an entity unseen by human eyes. As the ghostly activities got worse, Conception seemed to be the main target of these scary experiences. She felt like an invisible cold hand was holding hers, heard what sounded like Estefania's voice in the house, and started to feel uncomfortable around religious items, suggesting they were dealing with something truly evil. The haunting showed itself in aggressive ways, whether it be scratch marks that appeared on the side walls, household items like religious symbols that were tampered with by something unseen, and ghostly shapes that would appear at night. Now adding to the creepiness, they would hear the laughter of Estefania's grandfather echoing his eerie promises made before he died. Now the family, they was really struggling with a nonstop haunting. They were trying to find some peace and make some sense of why the haunting was happening, especially thinking about Estefania's mysterious death. The haunting was much more intense than just spooky sounds or seeing things out of the corner of your eye. It was violent, with invisible forces attacking family members, even throwing the youngest against the wall, as well as the family dog. In an attempt to protect themselves, The whole family would sleep together in the living room, locking and blocking the doors as if they were defending themselves against an unseen enemy. But even these efforts couldn't stop the powerful ghostly presence. They described a moment when a huge blast of air went through the entire house strong enough to blow open the locked door and knock over all the family members as well as the furniture. The Gutierrez family was facing a nightmare that they could not escape on their own. Desperate for any kind of relief, they reached out to experts in paranormal activity, hoping that someone could end their terrifying experiences. That's when Tristan Breaker came into their lives. But instead of making things better, his involvement only added to their troubles. Breaker took advantage of the family when they were the most vulnerable, making a very difficult situation even worse. Now this part of the story is not just about paranormal events they were dealing with but also about the challenges of figuring out who they could even trust. This part of the story is not just about the paranormal events that they were dealing with, but also about the challenges of figuring out who they could trust. Their attempt to find help led them into a situation where they had to navigate through deceit and exploitation, adding extra layer to the hardship that they were already dealing with. Conception driven to prove the haunting that was disrupting her family's peace came up with creative ways to catch evidence of ghostly activities. She very cleverly used flour, of all things. As the first light of dawn peeked through the windows, the family woke up to a sight that sent shivers right down their spine. The flour that they had spread on the floor to catch proof of the supernatural now revealed unexplained footprints. It was a silent evidence of an invisible presence. Also, the cords that they had tied around the doors, hoping to catch movements, they found broken suggesting activities beyond human capabilities, as if the ghost was claiming the space for themselves. Exploring the story of the Gutierrez family reminds us of the deep impact that encounters with the supernatural can have on the people. The story isn't just about the ghosts. It's filled with real human feelings, the strength to keep going, and the relentless quest for answers in situations that seem beyond reason. It highlights how the presence of mysterious forces that we don't fully understand can profoundly affect our lives, leaving a mark on those who come face to face with them. Conception's attempt to illustrate the ghostly activities haunted her family, ending up making the mystery even deeper. The evidence that she gathered, rather than just offering answers, only intensified the sensation of the mystery, leaving the family feeling more vulnerable and isolated, facing the reality of being at the mercy of an unknown force. Now the situation reached a very high peak on All Saints Day, when a picture of Estefania, which was placed in the living room, in her memory, unexplainably fell, revealing scorched marks across her image. Now this event, especially on a day meant to remembering the departed, seemed like a distressing call to the family. It implied that Estefania's spirit was unsettled, perhaps at the heart of supernatural disturbances. Now this eerie incident with Estefania's photograph occurred on such a significant day was an interpretation by the family as a sign. Now by 1996, the Gutierrez family story had transformed from the initial shock and sense of victimhood following Estefania's death. They gradually adapted to living with the mysterious forces in their home. Now the attention to their story, it brought not only the curious, but also reputable paranormal researchers offering hope for some understanding of the forces at work. Now what the experts found added an extra layer of complexity to the family's experiences, affirming the phenomena's reality and challenging any simple explanations. Now the Gutierrez family years long ordeal with paranormal activity is a testament to the human resilience in the face of the unknown. Their journey marked by fear, betrayal, and eventually acceptance underscores the profound effects such an experience can have It also highlights the challenges of seeking help in the often murky field of paranormal research, for the line between help and exploitation is thin, and the search for understanding and closure can lead down many paths, some enlightening, others dark and misleading. In reflection on the Gutierrez family's experience, we're left to contemplate the mysteries of the paranormal and the strength of the human spirit. To face what cannot be explained. Their story goes beyond a haunting to a touch of grief, the search for meaning and loss, and the intricate web of human experiences that continue to intrigue and challenge us, reaching out from beyond the unknown. Now, as we wrap up, I want to give a big thank you for everyone that joined me on this fascinating journey through the mysterious story of Estefania Gutierrez Lazaro. If you found today's story captivating, whether it sparked your imagination, kept you on the edge of your seat, or gave you a fun little break, please, if you could take a moment to rate us on your favorite podcast platform, it would be very appreciated. Your sport means the world to us and helps us keep the lights on for more hidden stories with every episode. Now, for those of you that's not on the YouTube machine and you got a craving for more mysteries, check out our YouTube channel for more eerie stories and dive deep into all things spooky. Also, while you're there, hit that subscribe button to join us on the visual journey into the supernatural. And if you're into unraveling mysteries with a mixture of guesswork and intrigue, come join Nick and me on Deceptive Reality. Every week, we take apart unsolved mysteries, sharing our thoughts and inviting you to think with us about the puzzles that remain unsolved. Now, the adventure into the unknown doesn't stop here. It's always around, waiting for you to explore the thin line between reality and the mysteries beyond. So until the next episode, keep your curiosity alive and your mind open. This is Bert, signing off for Reflective Creations. May your evening be intriguing and your dreams be revealing. Until I see you again next time, goodbye.